0: and the community from Main Street to the world. We welcome you to join us now for anointed music and the word of God.
1: Glory to God. Get your Bibles. If you have them, get your Bibles and open them with me to the book of Exodus. Exodus chapter number 16 is where you'll find us. Exodus chapter number 16 in the word of God. We started a series... That is going to parallel the journey through the wilderness as our journey through this pandemic, and so we want to look for the lessons of the scripture, so we know what to do, how to do, in this season, trusting that God can and will indeed take us through. We're in Exodus chapter number sixteen, and if you would open, notice verses one through verse ten. And they took their journey from Elam, and all the congregation of the children of Israel came unto the wilderness of sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the 15th day of the second month after their departing out of the land of Egypt. And the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said unto them, Would to God we had died by the hand of the Lord! in the land of Egypt. When we sat by the flesh pots and when we did eat bread to the full. For ye have brought us forth unto this wilderness, hallelujah, to kill this whole assembly with hunger. And then said the Lord unto Moses, behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you and the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day that I may prove them whether they will walk in my law or no. And it shall came to pass that on the sixth day they shall prepare that which they bring in. And it shall be twice as much as they gather daily. And Moses and Aaron said unto all the children of Israel at even. Then shalt thou know that the Lord hath brought you out of the land of Egypt. And In the morning, then ye shall see the glory of the Lord. For that he heareth your murmurings against the Lord. And what are we that ye murmur against us? And Moses said, This shall be when the Lord shall give you in the evening flesh to eat, and in the morning bread to the full, for that the Lord heareth your murmurings, which ye murmur against him, and which are we? And what are we rather? Your murmurings are not against us, but against the Lord. And Moses spake unto Aaron, saying to all the congregation of the children of Israel, come near before the Lord, for he have heard your murmurings. And it came to pass, as Aaron spake unto the whole congregation, Of the children of Israel, that they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. Glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. I want to talk to you today from the subject when did he stop being God? God bless you, you can be seated. When did he stop being God? There are some critical questions that I want to ask us to consider in this message, Um, the first one is, how well do we know God? How well do we know God? And then how do we know God? By what reason, by what circumstance, by what condition have we come to know God? And how do we learn? How do we learn about God? How do we come to understand and know what we know about God? We learn about God through His Word, through prayer, through worship, through teaching, and preaching. But the most intimate way of learning and knowing God is through experience. And, and, and that's the part that most of us don't enjoy because all of our experiences are not pleasant experiences. All of our circumstances are not pleasant circumstances. But yet, in the circumstance, we are learning about God. Your experiences are not designed just to take you where you desire to go in life, but rather your experiences are designed to teach you about God, to teach you about his identity, to show you his abilities, to show you what God is able and capable of doing. And most of us struggle with the reality that God's abilities are normally revealed when we arrive at the limit of our abilities. In fact, if I could be honest, many of us don't even consult God until we run out of ourselves. Hallelujah. Once we've run out of money, then we start praying. Once we've run out of resources, run out of food, hit a wall, then we start to seek God. But truthfully, many of us don't seek God until we arrive at our personal limit. When I've had all I can take, then I turn to God. When I've gone through all I can endure, then I turn to God. It's even in our music. There's an old song we sang in the old church. When you've tried everything and everything has failed, try Jesus. And, and, and years later, I wondered, why do you have to try everything and have everything fail before you try God? Why not try God first? Hallelujah. Why not seek him first? Why not turn to him first? Why not trust him first? But, but it's in our nature to try to do things ourselves. It's in our nature to try to do things of our own volition. And then when we've hit the wall, then I turn and I try to find God. But truth be told, most of us learn what we learn about God through the midst of our challenges, through the midst of our tests, our trials, our struggles. The, the, the prophet said it was good that I had affliction. Praise our God, because it was in the affliction that I learned about God. And it's also truthful that we discover some things about ourselves. So there's an image of you. Praise our God that that we keep in our minds. This this very together, organized. This very. Um, Mm, proficient this very knowledgeable image that we have of ourselves and it, life sometimes shatters that image come on somebody I, I, I always got it together life shatters that image I never get ruffled life shatters that image I never get scared life shatters that image nothing makes me angry guess what life shatters that image nothing will make me cry life shatters that image And so you have this notion of yourself, but if you live long enough, you'll discover some things about yourself you didn't know. Hallelujah. You'll learn some things about yourself that you didn't quite understand. And so we learn this, and one of our discoveries, believe it or not, is how inconsistent we are in our faith and our fidelity towards God. Hallelujah. I won't talk about you. I'll talk about me. I've had instances where I've been in a bad place, been in a struggle a tight place and I'm and and I'm 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 praying but at the same time I'm trying to do what I can do to make things work out and in the midst of everything I'm doing failing I see God's hand come in and step in come on somebody I've literally been out trying to chase something down to make something happen. And then while I'm doing it, all that I can do and everything I'm doing is falling apart. God is already working on my behalf. Hallelujah. And I've had to praise and repent at the same time. I don't know if anybody had to do that. Well, I had to thank God and repent at the same time. Lord, thank you for making a way. But Lord, forgive me for not trusting you. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you for opening a door, but forgive me for not leaning on you. Thank you for making the way, but forgive me for not using the faith that you gave me to get through this season. And so if we understand that, we learn some things that, oh God, even for the best of us, our faith is not always where it needs to be. Come on, somebody. Oh God, even for the most committed, even for the most godly among us, we discover sometimes our faith is not always where it needs to be. So the Today's lesson is really to kind of teach us some things about God, and there there are four things I want to share about God, and then I want to jump to the text, and the first thing about God is that God is sovereign. Oh, hallelujah. God is sovereign. Now, what does sovereignty mean? Sovereignty means God is the king. Come on, somebody. And the king determines the dictates of his kingdom. The king determines what will and what will not go on in his kingdom. The king is the final say about life and about the subjects and the citizens of the kingdom. So if God is sovereign, that means he has the last say concerning my life. Oh, hallelujah. I don't have the last say and People don't have the last say, and people that have said things about you don't have the last say. But God has the last say concerning your life. I, I love this scripture. I love this scripture that the Lord says, I know my thoughts concerning you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of good and not of evil to bring you to an expected end. That means that nobody can tell me what God's going to do for me because God's already determined in his counsel what will happen in my life. I need you to get this because there are a lot of folk putting predictions about this and about that on your life. But I came to remind you that you serve a sovereign God and what he determines is what's going to take place in your life. Second thing that I want to say about God, fundamental lessons about God God loves his people. Come on, somebody. Look across the aisle and yell at them and say, God loves his people. Oh, hallelujah. That means everybody, in fact, God loves the totality of humanity. Can I be real bold? God even loves folk that ain't saved yet. Come on, somebody. God loves folk that ain't thinking about him. God loves Muslims. Y'all ain't saying enough. God loves Hindus. God loves the ends of the earth. God loves every person on the planet because they're not going to be drawn by anything but the love of God. With loving kindness Have I drawn thee? The church sometimes has this rad, bad opinion that God hates folk that don't love him. God loves you even if you don't love him. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. God loves people. God loves people. God loves his people. And I need you to have that in your mind because the fact that he loves me means he's going to do what? Take care of me. The fact that he loves me means he's going to sustain me. The fact that he loves me means he's going to make provision and open doors in my life. God loves his people. Third fundamental lesson about God is God always has a purpose. There is no such thing as God doing stuff randomly. There is no such thing as God doing anything randomly whatever god does god has a purpose whatever god permits god has a purpose and nothing that people do are going to f- will frustrate the purpose of god come on somebody he said he told isaiah my counsel shall stand that means lord even if people get in the way whatever i purpose is going to stand. Whatever I speak, whatever I utter, whatever I orchestrate is going to stand. Whatever I have subjected and put out there is going to take place. And that's why the safest place you can be is in the will of God. The most dangerous place you can be is outside the will of God. You never want to be at a cross purpose with God. God going left and you going right. God going forward and you going backwards. God going north and you going south. You want to be exactly where God is. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, that the safest place I can be is under the covering of the will and purpose of God. Now, let me just say this. The will of God is not always easy. Let me say it again. The will of God is not always easy. There are sometimes dark places in the will of God. There are sometimes difficulties in the will of God. There are sometimes heartbreaks and rejections in the will of God. But here's what the Bible says, all things work together for the good. I I know that's tough when when you're going through, that's tough, but I want to assure somebody that all things work together for the good. Somehow, God's going to let all these raggedy pieces come together and work for the good. Somehow, God's going to let all of these issues and problems come back together for the good. Somehow, God's going to even use what we're going through right now to come back together for what? For the good to them that love God. To them that are called according, hallelujah, to his purpose. Fourth piece, fourth fundamental lesson is God will always take care of us. Oh God, type it in, yell across the aisle, God will always take care of us. Nothing is going on that takes us out of the care of God, takes us out of the hand of God takes us out of the reach of God, takes us beyond the help of God because God has promised to take care of us. How that God has promised to sustain us, God has promised to lead us, God has promised to guide us. And and so it it, it is these fundamental, oh God, themes that I want to kind of tie together in this text that's found in, 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 in the book of Exodus. Now, I want you to take note of where we are in the scripture. And if you have your Bible or you can scroll back on your phone or your electronic Bible, I want you to scroll back. Oh, God, a couple of places. I want you to scroll back and, and, and let's look at a few things. Let's, let's scroll back to chapter 12 where the Lord sends a plague upon Egypt, but he institutes the Passover. And hallelujah. And while Egypt, the firstborn of Egypt, dies, God spares the firstborn or all of the children of Israel. Scroll over to chapter 14 where Israel finds themselves in the middle of a situation where they're facing the Red Sea and Pharaoh's army is behind them them, but yet God delivers them. Scroll over to chapter 15, where Moses breaks out in a song, praising God for deliverance and thanking God for delivering them from the hand of Pharaoh, sinking, oh God, the Egyptian host in the Red Sea. And Miriam gets so happy, she grabs a tambourine and starts to play it and starts to dance, and they start praising God. So you go from the Passover, you go from the Red Sea, you go from a song and a dance, and in chapter 16, they start complaining. Anybody see the irony in that? That how do you go from praising God for delivering you out of slavery? How do you go from glorifying God? from destroying your enemy. How do you go from dancing and worshiping God to going to a place in chapter 16 where they are, and and literally he gives the time frame. He says they're only in the 15th day of the second month. So in other words, they literally are only 45 days out of Egypt and they are murmuring against God. Lord help us. How many folk get a car and then start complaining when it's time to make the first payment. Come on, somebody. You danced on the car lot. Y'all ain't saying nothing. How many folk get a job to complain the second week after they get the job? How many folk get a husband, y'all ain't saying nothing, to complain about him the first month after you get married? How many folk get a wife to complain about her the first month after you get married? It's, it's the nature in some of us to have what I call a circumstantial relationship, meaning my fidelity to God is only as good as my circumstances. Now, I, I, I this, this is a mature praise. We need to learn how to praise God even when circumstances are not good. Because if my condition is not good. God is always good. God is good even on my worst day. Y'all ain't hearing me. God is good even when I'm having a bad moment. God is good even when I don't feel my best. And guess what? God is still worthy. So I need somebody that's not having the best day to open your mouth right now and give God the glory. I need somebody that's a little concerned. I need somebody that's not at your best but you still know that god is good to give him the glory hallelujah because one of the things that we're being challenged about in this season is are we going to operate in a circumstantial relationship that i will only honor god when my circumstances are promising but if they don't look right then i dry up all of my praise Oh, that's you playing God as a sugar daddy. Come on, somebody. That I only love him when he's giving out sugar. But if he's not giving out sugar, I don't love him. But if he's God, and if he's my savior, and if he's my deliverer, even when my circumstances are not the best, I still owe God the glory out of my life. Oh, hallelujah. God, here's somebody. Here's people who had been in slavery 400 years. They're just 45 days out of Egypt. They hadn't been gone long. Hadn't been out of slavery. Good. Chains. The print of the chains was still around their wrist. But yet here they were saying that they wished they had died in Egypt. Oh my God. I'm going to tell you something. Satan has this Good. Satan is good at one thing. Satan is good at making people miss the favor of God due to momentary stress. Satan's good at that. You can live a life that's completely favored. I mean, blessing after blessing after blessing, and you hit the bump in the road, and Satan has you wanting to give up on life. Oh my God, somebody help me preach this. Oh God, here you are, blessed coming in, blessed going out, blessed in the city, blessed in the field. Got God doing great things for you and you hit this wall and suddenly life is no longer worth living. Here were people that were slaves building pyramids and building statues to Pharaoh and the gods of Egypt. And God has now delivered them and here they are saying, I wish we had died in Egypt. Now, what made them say that? What made them say that was they were hungry. Come on, somebody. And y'all don't want y'all, y'all to be honest, but some of us get kind of crazy when we get hungry. Oh, my God, I'm not going to talk about him by name, but there's some people that I don't like. I I tell the waitress, make sure he gets his plate first. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Because if he don't get fed, there's going to be a problem if he's hungry. Make sure. Oh, God, I don't care if you got to burn mine and bring it back. Just make sure his is right, because some of us don't act right when we're hungry. And here is Israel hungry. And because they're hungry, they are now saying we wish we had died in Egypt because at least in Egypt there were flesh pots in other words there was barbecue and there was bread and here we are out here in the desert I don't see any McDonald's I don't see a Wendy's I don't see a restaurant how are we going to get from here to the promised land and there's no bread but don't you know if God could bring you out y'all ain't saying nothing he can feed you while he takes you along the way if God could deliver you out of bondage surely he is able to feed you oh god but because they were hungry they started acting crazy because they were hungry but if you understand the entire story of israel's deliverance from egypt and their journey to the promised land you would understand that the journey centered on God revealing himself to his people. God sometimes does things just so he can reveal himself to his people. God sometimes allows things just so he can reveal himself to his people. Hallelujah. It's not God trying to make your life difficult. But how can I know God except he revealed himself to me? Oh, hallelujah. Now, I understand and I certainly don't think God was playing games with humanity, with the COVID virus, but in the midst of COVID, God is showing himself to be a healer. Come on, somebody, because here's the truth. More people have gotten better from COVID than died of COVID. Oh, hallelujah. There's some folk, oh God, watching right now that got out of hospitals, left ICUs, y'all ain't saying nothing, were on ventilators, but somehow in the midst of it, God touched their body and raise them up so when this is all over you're going to hear somebody testify that I was in ICU and I was on a ventilator but the Lord touched my body I was shuttled in my house couldn't leave the house but while I was in my house the Lord came to see about me there was no vaccine there was no medication I didn't drink Lysol I didn't inject Pinesol but in the midst of it God touched and healed my body God does things to reveal himself. And God's whole selection of Israel was so that he could have a people by which he could reveal himself. He told Moses in Exodus chapter 3 when Moses said that they're going to ask me what is your name and what do I tell them? And now now understand that God could have told him call me El Shaddai, because that's how Abraham knew him. He could have said, call me Jehovah, because that's also one of his names. He could have said call me Elohim, Adonai any of these. but he said Moses when they ask you what my name is you tell them I am that I am. Oh hallelujah and, and believe it or not other than Jesus that's the most powerful name of God that I am that I am because it means that I am the self existent God. I didn't come from anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. I have no birth certificate because I was never born from everlasting to everlasting thou art god i have no beginning of days nor ending of years because i am the eternal god oh god when god says i am he says he has his being of himself where did god come from he didn't come from anywhere he just is oh hallelujah he didn't show up anywhere he didn't arrive anywhere he just is he just is oh God aren't you glad you don't have a flighty God there's no expiration date on God he just is he is from everlasting to everlasting he just is God somebody worship the God that just is hallelujah I am that I am expresses the eternality of God And the changelessness of God that he is always the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm so glad I don't serve a flighty God. Oh God, I don't serve a sometimey God. Oh God, what he is yesterday, he is right now. So if he was a healer before, he'll be a healer right now. If he was a way maker before, he'll be a way maker right now. If he was a keeper before, he'll be a keeper right now. If he was a savior before, he'll be a savior right now. If he was a deliverer before, guess what? He'll be a deliverer right now. He's the changeless. Oh, God. He is, number three, he is incomprehensible. That as much as I know about God, There's still a lot that I don't know. The psalmist said that his ways are past finding out. In other words, you can't meet anybody that will tell you, I know everything about God. I know something about him. Oh, hallelujah. In fact, I know too much to doubt him now. Oh, hallelujah. That's what I know. Oh, God, you can't make me doubt him because I know too much. I don't know everything, but I know too much to doubt him now. I know too much to give up on him now. I know too much to drop him now. I know too much to turn my back on him now. Anybody here know enough to hold on? Know enough to keep on living? Know enough to trust him now? Come on, open your mouth. Give God the glory. Because I know too much to give up on him. Number four, he is faithful and true to his promises. Somebody watching type in, God keeps his promises. Somebody look across the aisle and holler, God keeps his promises. Oh, hallelujah. His word and his nature is that he does not change. In fact, the Bible says by two immutable things, it's impossible for God to lie. And let me explain the immutable ability of those things it's the counsel of God and it's the word of God when God determines his counsel his counsel has to stand and when God gives his word his word has to stand because his word is his creative ability God never lifts his hand God opens his mouth oh hallelujah God never raises his hand he opens his mouth when the earth and the universe was black and God wanted light and there was no sun and there was no moon. In fact they weren't created until the fourth day but God said let there be light. He didn't call Duke Power, didn't call an electrician he just said I need some light and suddenly there was light so everything exists on the word of God the late Bishop Robert Greer said I'd rather be in the word than to be in heaven they said why would you say that because heaven and earth shall pass away, but Jesus said, My word shall abide forever. Come on, thank God for the unchanging power of His word. Clap your hands, shout hallelujah oh God Uh, look at what God uh, is trying to tell us Uh, he has been uh, a deliverer Uh, he has been uh, a warrior Uh, he has been uh, a protector Uh, he has been the healer uh, of Israel Uh, and now in chapter 16 uh, God said I'm going to do something uh, to show another part uh, of myself Uh, I'm going to show you uh, that I'm a provider Uh, oh hallelujah Hallelujah, And in this season God is showing us That he can be a provider Some of us here Have to work But every day we get up Put on our gloves Put on our mask And go to work And God's protecting us As he provides for us Some of you are working from home I've been an educator 31 years And I always knew That my job was at the school Had to get up Put on my clothes Put on my necktie Grab my briefcase And go to work And for the first time In 31 years I'm sitting at the house Sometimes in my shorts Working at the house And God is paying my bills Cause he's a provider Oh hallelujah And I don't give the glory To the governor Or the superintendent Or the board but the Lord said, I've never uh, seen the righteous uh, forsaken, uh, no his seed uh, begging bread. Uh, somebody uh, knows he provides. Uh, even if you don't have uh, any money, uh, you're eating uh, and you're sleeping uh, and you're drinking uh, because God uh, is a provider. Shout hallelujah. He's providing. God said you've seen me do all this other stuff. Let me show you that I'm a provider. Oh God, there's no Israel is a nomadic nation. Israel doesn't have any land got a million people walking around in the desert but God said I'm going to feed you right out in the desert every morning get a basket oh God and I'm going to send something called manna if you handle it right it'll make bread and every morning I'm going to send you enough manna to have bread all day long give us this day uh, our daily bread Uh, so every day uh, they got their baskets uh, and gathered the manna Uh, he said on uh, oh God the sixth day uh, I'm going to send twice as much uh, so you don't have to work uh, on the Sabbath Uh, that's a good lesson uh, that God's will uh, is always possible Uh, if God said it uh, he'll make a way uh, and he'll provide Uh, and on the sixth day uh, they got twice as much so they could eat. They said, well, we don't like all this bread. We want some meat in our bread. The Lord said, set up a net on the edge of the camp. I'll send the quail. Imagine not needing a shotgun, not needing a bow and arrow, not needing a rifle to get your meat. But the quail just flies in the net so you can catch what you need to eat. Don't you tell me that God won't make a way. You say well Bishop, this is 2020. I don't see no manna. I don't see no quail but you're looking at somebody that woke up one morning checked my bank account it was 39 cents. I said God, I need some money. Didn't say it to anybody but him. By 4 o'clock there was $1,000 and 39 cents, because God always makes a way. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. He will provide. There's an old song I don't hear much anymore. I'll make the darkness light before you. What is wrong? I'll make it right before you. All the battles I will fight before you. And the high place I'll bring down when thou walkest by the way. I'll lead thee on the fatness of the land. I'll
2: feed thee and a mansion in the sky. I'll
1: tease thee and the high place. I'll bring down. I'll bring down. I'll bring down. Somebody bless him right now. God said, I'll bring it down. Somebody praise him right now. God said, I'll bring it down. Somebody glorify him. God said, I'll bring it down. Oh, hallelujah. So for those of you that are facing challenges, for those of you that are facing opposition, for those of you that are worried about some things, my question to you is, when did he stop being God? Oh, hallelujah. When did he go on vacation? In fact, when did the God you serve ever take a nap? Y'all ain't saying nothing. He says, I neither sleep nor slumber. When he stop being God? When did he retire? Oh, God. When did he resign? When did he say, I'm not going to take care of you anymore? In fact, he's made a covenant with you. That I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. But I'll be with you always, even to the end of the world. When did he stop being God? Before this pandemic is over, God is, we're going to see God reveal himself. Anybody believe that? Before? In fact, he's already revealing himself. Oh, my God. Don't you know? And Death is death, and I grieve for those who lost loved ones. But all of the predictors said that by Resurrection Sunday, there would be 100,000 people dead in the United States. Y'all remember that? I saw that in the news. I said, Lord, and I know I'm just one person and I'm not the only one to pray, but I said, Lord, you can't let this prediction come to pass. I need you to slow the hand of death on this country. And somebody else prayed beside me. And thank God, we still have not reached 100,000 dead in this country because God's hand has slowed. Oh, God, somebody ought to give God the glory right now. God's hand has slowed the rate of death. Oh, God, that's why I'm going to say this. Don't be deceived by these nuts saying, go on out there and go swimming. Go on out there and resume normal activity. We ain't ready to resume normal activity. Hallelujah. We're not ready. I would love. To see this church packed again on a Sunday morning But we ain't ready for normal activity yet I'd rather you stay right where you are Until God lets it all pass over Oh hallelujah But while it's passing over Thank God cause he's protecting us In the midst of it Oh my God He has not Stop being God Anybody here know he's a way maker Come on, give him praise for being a way maker. Anybody know he's a savior? Come on, give him praise for being a savior. Anybody know he's a healer? Give him praise for being a healer. Anybody know he's a provider? Give him praise for being a provider, for being the eternal God. He has not stopped being God. And here's the part I need y'all to embrace circumstances don't change who he is. Come on, somebody. It don't even change who you are. Y'all ain't saying nothing. In fact, look at your license. I got my license before the pandemic, and it says Reginald Davis. Come on, somebody. And you know what? The pandemic didn't change the fact that my license says I'm Reginald Davis. Now, if the pandemic didn't change me, it's sure not going to change God. Oh, hallelujah. Everything he ever was, that's who he is. Oh, hallelujah. Don't get flighty on him. Oh, there's some folk, you know them, some of them in your family, that change because circumstances change. They used to treat you one way, now they treat you some other kind of way. But thank God that he has not changed. So if he hadn't changed... We don't need to change. I will bless the Lord at all times. I need everybody in the house to praise him right now. I need everybody in your house watching to praise him right now. I will bless the Lord. That's what we do on the Lord's day. We give him glory. We give him honor. Come on, open your mouth and praise the Lord. Open your mouth and bless the Lord. Clap your hands and give God the glory. I will bless the Lord. At all times His praise Shall continually Be in my mouth There may not be anybody in your living room But I wish you would just open your mouth And give God the best praise you can give him May not be anybody in your bedroom But I wish you would open your mouth Hallelujah Hallelujah Oh God Simple question. When did he stop being God? Come on, stand with me, everybody. When did he stop being God? When did he stop being God? The only thing that is happening right now is that God is giving us another revelation of himself. That's what he's... That's what he's doing. God is showing believer and non-believer that I can take care of you if you got a job. I can take care of you if they send you home. He's showing somebody you can have a sickness for which there is no cure. But if I breathe life in that I see you, Lord, you're going to get up and you walking out of there. Oh, satana. Oh, hallelujah. I'm testifying and I'm going to keep on saying it. My father is 83 years old. And the guy right beside him gave him covid. Come on somebody. My dad couldn't get a test. My dad couldn't get in the hospital, but he locked himself in his room, and we started praying. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Oh, God, he got some children that know how to pray. And we said, Lord, spare his life, and the Lord healed his body. (laughs) Oh, to you. I gotta praise him I can be on my way to New York trying to bring my father's body back to North Carolina but Jesus is a healer oh, hey God mm. I dare you to pray for somebody
0: we sincerely hope that you were blessed by this broadcast today If you desire prayer or want more information about our church, please call us at 336-570-3664. Again, that's 336-570-3664. You can also go to our website for more information about our ministry at www.RefugeTempleNC.com. Again, that's www.RefugeTempleNC.com. That's info at refugetemplenc.com. God bless you. And until next time, shalom, shalom.